This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. We do, we do, Does anyone here know the lyrics? Prove it! Taylor Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version. With four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. Hey everyone, this is David. Welcome back behind the velvet robe. Let's just get right into it today. We are joined by V1, the only. She put a hat on for us today and she's 3,000 miles away in LA, Miss Sarah Frazier. Hi, David Yantiv. I did. I just got a new vibrant pink hat and I'm wearing this sequenced um, shirt. I don't know. I'm starting to kind of look like uh, Vegas grandmother, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, oh. probably my future. I was going to say like, uh, <laughs> like nineties, like wannabe rapper. Oh, that's a better compliment actually. Um, <laughs> Hey, speaking of you and I've got to coordinate, I might wear this outfit to bet it all on blonde. When are we going? Girl, I got to pull September and December. We got to really coordinate here. September is going to be here before you know it. Jesus Christ. Um, ah. Does anyone out there want to be an assistant? The pay at the moment is probably zero. Here's the thing. I feel I could only hire someone that I don't pay. Like, full time. Like, I need you to prove yourself and then make yourself indispensable. And then, yeah, then I'll hire you firm. Isn't that called an intern? Yeah, but I tried that. And that was even too formal because then it's like, you have to get school credit. I used to have to like really be nice. I'm just, I got to work alone. I have someone who helps book my show and I have, I have people, but I need to really just, what were you saying to me before we went live about how Melissa Gorga is playing everything so right? I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Oh, I have been observing Miss Gorga. Okay, tell me. I think Gorga is playing it very, very well. And I mean this against Teresa. I don't necessarily mean this like with the, you know, back and forth with you or or anything like that. What I mean is there was a, there's been bloggers posting that allegedly both Teresa and Melissa have gone to Bravo and said, we want our own spinoff shows. Now, under one of these news headlines that had gotten a lot of comments about, you know, if you would watch a spinoff of each of them, blah, blah, blah. 
Melissa goes, actually, no, I don't want that. I'm quite happy the way things are. What I mean when I say Gorga is playing this well is Gorga is, I think, and I think she did this very well at the reunion, kind of positions herself as the victim against Teresa, that Teresa and Louie are shady, dirty Louie, that she is, you know, she kind of, she every point that Teresa makes, she has a volley back. And I think the way she's playing it publicly of kind of, we're not the problem, we would we would be willing to work with Teresa, even even though we don't get along and she did this to our family and all this stuff. I think it's very wise because I have no knowledge of this. You know all the Jersey people a million times better than I do. But I think the way that it's being perceived right now with Teresa and Louie in the press, and we'll get into that because because Teresa even came out and defended these rumors that her marriage isn't good. But. I, I think, and I mean, Teresa made this comment at the reunion that, you know, Melissa was going to be gone. Teresa's staying, you know, we know that. And supposedly, according to this story that Teresa has gone to producers and it's so vitriol, you know, it's, it's just so vicious. Teresa and Louie have said, we are not filming with them. So it's put Teresa and Louie in this like all or nothing situation, right? Which which we know these don't end well. That was the whole thing with with Kathy Hilton wouldn't film with Erica Jane and Renna. Well, now we've lost Kathy and Renna. You know, Denise um, Richards say I won't come back if Renna's there. Well, girl, no one asked you. You're that gone until now, right? And they only did that because they've lost Renna, right? right. I mean, they're, they're in a pickle and they've lost Kathy. So so how are we going to make people forget? We're going to bring back Denise. I actually think they would have brought back Brandy if. Things hadn't gone south on girls trip, but I actually don't think the timelines match up. But I think Brandy was headed for a resurrection. Anyhow, yeah, I think Gorga is playing this very, very well. To your point, you always tell these people once the season is done, go get busy living your life. You know, you're seeing Joe, you're seeing Melissa post with their daughter who's graduating. And Teresa's doing the same thing. She's got a daughter graduating. But Melissa and Joe look I mean, we know this probably isn't true, but they look booked and busy in other things. Okay. So I think Melissa is smart. I, because it's backing Louie and Teresa into a corner of, you know, are they going to film with them? Because we're not sure if they want everyone back yet, but if Teresa and Louie are drawing these lines in the sand, you got to be willing to walk. And I, I don't think they can afford to do that. There's my two cents. This is a lot that you've said. Now, first of all, let me unpack this. You have referenced that she's playing it smart. You said that having nothing to do with me. Just so you know, there is no me and Melissa. Like I'm, oh, listen, you put my name in your mouth. I clapped back and took you out because I'm good at it. I will stand by, don't fuck with a gay man. I will stand by, don't fuck with a lawyer. Once these words came out of my mouth and I bitch slapped the woman, which I would do again, I was over it. I'm actually... There is no me and Melissa. Like, I can be completely objective. I've already said recently on Carlos's show, I think she had a great reunion. So there really is no me and her. I mean, I don't necessarily like her, but I can be completely objective when talking about her here. And, you know, there is no us. Like, I'm really, truly, 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 yes, I think when someone's knocking at my door that it's her, but that's not me. Like, I really am over it. I... When I tell you with no ego that I am just so fucking goddamn mother 
fucking busy in this job. I truly am from the bottom of my heart. I don't think about any of these people when you're not at the moment. So I wish the girl the best of luck. No, I, I see what you mean. Listen, I stand by the advice you said I give people when the season is over, just disengage. Like, here's the thing. Like, imagine, like, imagine this. You discover a bad comment about yourself online. Imagine Melissa sees all this stuff online about her, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Say that she reads that seven days after it was written, right? Because you're booked and busy. So for seven days, you were leading, living your life. And now you read what people are saying. Nothing has changed. The only difference is that you now have, you're aware of these things that people are saying. Your life is still the same as it was a minute ago for the past week before you checked in with social media. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. we don't know, like these people could all be seeing the comments or they could just be living their life. The key is go and live your life because the comments have been there for a week, two weeks. Now you're aware of them. Why should that change? It just brought your day down, girl. So I believe, look, Teresa is doing the same thing. I'm not like uh, taking her side, but she is posting look with Melania and everyone and love, love, love. And yeah, I mean, look, if if she's not checking the social media and she's laid off the finstas and she's really booked and busy and they redid the house, that's how you play it before the season. Look, I do kind of take a little bit of a jab at her when she says we're willing to film with Teresa and Louie. Girl, of course you are. Margaret is. Everyone in jeopardy of being fired is willing to film with Teresa and Louie. Guess what? The same way that Sheena Shea miraculously is willing to film with Raquel Levis. Her name is Raquel. It's not Rachel, people. So, like... Yeah. So that I take with a great assault. That's so great of you, Melissa. Of course you would film with Teresa. You would cut off your arm to film with anyone next season. She might be back. I told you that my new theory that I see a way in which this is all going to dissipate. I agree with you, Teresa and Louie. It ain't so listen, it ain't it. Yes. Teresa has said she needs the money. And if Bravo really wants to, I think they created a monster They wish they didn't get here. Teresa has the most power out of it. If they want to do something really and take the power back, they will go to Teresa and be like, listen, here it is. It's six months later. It's November. Your contract is out. And listen. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Now, here's the thing. You guys know I spend the summer in the Hamptons, but what you don't know is it's very stressful when you have a Hamptons house. Every single week and weekend is planned out with guests. So this past weekend, 
My friend Esther is here with her daughter, Suzanne. Now, Suzanne is complaining that she's dizzy after going in the pool and she was on this raft and she was being spun around. I'm like, you know what? I actually can help. And that is when I took my very own relief band off and gave it to Suzanne. But I explained to her, this really is a true story, you guys, that it's the number one FDA-approved anti-nausea wristband that's been clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, you guys know. I have that anxiety, migraines, hangovers. That night, we went out to dinner. No, we didn't see any real housewives. Not this early in the season, guys. And Suzanne, she felt better. I mean, the thing is, I'm thinking about it. If you always have like a flashlight on hand for a blackout or a first aid kit on hand for emergencies, shouldn't I and all of you have a relief band for those unexpected nausea moments? Right now, I have an exclusive offer for Behind the Velvet Rope listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code VELVET, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping. So head to R-E-L-I-E-F-B-A-N-D.com and use our promo code VELVET for 20% off plus free shipping. This is what I, do you want me to do a role play? Cause everyone seems to love when I yes, do it. We love your role plays. Yes. This truly at this point, Give it everyone, to us. and everyone's going to say, I'm go- I don't go back. I'm a flip flopper. I take the facts at hand. This is truly right now when you're asking me, this is what I think might happen. You know, Teresa's like, Hey babe. Yes, Teresa. I'm Louie. What's up, babe? Like he's in the other room. I'm going to go outside and do some yoga. Namaste. The people on the beach want me to preach and just be holistic. All right, babe. Well, I'm going to go in the kitchen and cook my meatballs for my Teresa show. Uh, all right. So you have a good ring, ring, ring. Oh, oh my God, babe. It's Andy Cohn. Andy's calling November 1st, 2023. Ring, ring, ring. Hi, doll. It's Teresa. Teresa, it's Andy. Hi, listen, listen, I want to call you personally. Oh my God, you're scaring me. You're scaring me. I have four daughters in college. One's going to law school. You're scaring me. Teresa, calm down. Listen, we're sending your contract out to James Leonard today. You're a great lawyer. He's a great lawyer. We're sending out the contract. We have to, we just want to be honest with you. We are, and by the way, we looked at the numbers based on your increase that you're supposed to get. It should bring you to 2.3. We're actually going to give you 2.5. We're raising you an extra $200,000. Oh my God. I had such a good season last. I, I really carried the show. Two X, 200,000 extra dollars. Teresa, listen, we're giving you an extra 200,000. It should be two, three. We're giving you two, five. We have to tell you, please let us, please let me finish. We have sent a contract out to Melissa. What? Oh my God, babe, babe, no. Fuck, I'm going to flip a fucking table. Fuck this, fuck this, fuck. Where's a goddamn table so I can flip it? Teresa, listen, here is the thing. Remember the season that we gave a contract to the countess and she said she was the countess and she wanted too much money and the camera started rolling with or without her? In three weeks, we are starting to film. Melissa has signed her contract. We sent it this morning. She signed it within one second. She started crying. She was so excited. About fuck, fuck, look at it. Melissa, we have some good news. We have something to tell you. We have not extended a contract to Miss Margaret Josephs. Really? Teresa, we really believe she was the one behind all this negativity. Teresa, you're going to film without Margaret. Oh, wow. Babe, they fired Margaret. See, doesn't this help? Well, it helps a little bit. 
listen, you don't have to be best friends with Melissa. You don't have to be best friends with your brother. You can kind of keep away from her. You're probably going to have a talk at some, we promise you, we're bringing in some great new girls. They're going to be young. They're going to be firecrackers. One of them is Danielle's best friend. We want you to go have drinks with her tomorrow night. You have three weeks. We are begging you. We we want you, Teresa. We want you to sign. Margaret is out. We promise you it's going to be a lighter season. You, you got it. You got to be on camera with Melissa. You got to make it work. Or not, but the show is starting in three weeks. And we really want you for $2.5 million, which the check will be in your bank account tonight. I got to go. Bye. <laughs> that's She's doing how- it. She's doing it. That's how it's going to go. I truly believe that they're going to get rid of Margaret and that's going to talk Teresa off a ledge. And she's going to be, look, in six months, four months, five months, it's already fading, right? We're not talking about scandal as much. The hatred and listen, the people listening to this are not calm. They are team Teresa and they hate each other. But to your point, I think you made this recently, or maybe Kim did the actual, I think Kim made it the reunion where they were together, which is the last time they saw, which filmed now, how many months ago? Yeah. Two or three. Yeah. For them, if you are living your life and you're not in your phone and you're not on social media and you're not focused on it, this is way it's starting, I think, to fade for Teresa and Melissa. I'm not saying they like each other. I'm not saying that, but it's already, I think this is the pause. I think Bravo is just hoping that we can just, Teresa's got to sign. She's not, not, and then it will also take the power back. Like we're in charge, honey. It, there's no housewife that's bigger than this whole network in NBC. Like you have a lot of power in the housewife's world, but you either sign or don't. And She's going to sign. And if she doesn't, I really, they're not going to delay filming. They're going to film. And Melissa, I, I'm starting to think Melissa's really going to be back. But I don't think Margaret is. That's my honest prediction. Kim D thinks, I was out with Kim and Laura, Marge's ex-best friend the other night. Laura and Kim think every single person is coming back. Margaret, well, I mean, maybe not Jackie and Fessler. But all the rest, they think everyone's coming back. I don't. I think Margaret's going. I really do. That's my honest opinion going to be good. It's going to be so, so, so good. Um, oh, you know what I meant to ask you, and I'm sure you guys get into the details of it, and I, I guarantee Kim D knows all the tea. At the reunion for Jersey, when Teresa and Joe Gorga have this moment where Gorga brings up these tapes of Louie, what are, what are the alleged tapes? Like, what is that supposed to be about? What tapes? Did well, I miss remember, something? Remember... They say in part three, like Teresa stands up and she goes, Joe, she goes, Joe, you have accusations too. Don't you bring that up. And Joe Gorga is, is making reference to some videos of Louie, I think. Um, Well, I mean, listen, you know, recently I announced some things on a current episode, by the way, nobody without money sues. Well, that's not true. They sue corporations. Nobody is suing me. Okay. If they do, I will clean them house. You recently had an issue where I said something and you're like, oh my God, are we going to be sued? I think if I repeated these things right now that Teresa was alleging against Joe Gorga, I think that now I will never be sued because when it's borderline, I shut up. But it is out there, Joe's alleged violent past. I mean, I'm not going to repeat the things, but that is what Teresa was referring to that like, uh, she's going to take these things to the grave because there's no statute of limitations and they're very serious. 
I don't know if they happened, but I think that's what she, I mean, that in that moment where she stood up and she's like, you have things, that's what she was referring to. And Melissa turns around and is like fearful for her life. And she's like, Joe, just shut up. None of which Bravo wants to go near. They want a light season. I guarantee you one thing next season of New Jersey, there's going to be no police reports and no finstas and no investigations. It's going to be just, and Kim disagrees, but I think she's wrong. It's going to be just like Beverly Hills, where Garcelle says we went old school and there's no real drama, but we have light drama. I think Jersey is good. And Kim's like, that'll never work in Jersey. Well, it did for quite a while. And it's just going to be drama. And I don't, I look, I think even if Melissa's back, it's not going to be Teresa versus Melissa. They're not going to get along, but there's going to be other drama. Well, I was going to say, maybe we segue now, unless there's other New Jersey stuff, but um, I was going to say, I mean, I think you're right. I think they're going to keep it light, exactly what they're doing in Real Housewives of Orange County, right? Which is back to the basics. Ratings are decent. I've watched all three episodes. They're They're down from the first episode, though. Down from the first episode, but I think good enough. And uh, to your point, it is, if you... It is back to, um, it's just back to the basics, right? There's nothing that interesting happening, but that's kind of what people want. It's light. You have all of your your fan favorites for the most part back. And we know Vicki Gumbelson will be back for a hot second. Heather Dubrow's there. It's good enough. And that's, I think, what, to your point, people want. They want it light. They want it entertaining enough. They want, you know, Tamara's closing down, cut the famous, um, you know, gym that they had for a while. We're seeing her son, Ryan, who has come back as a cowboy. I mean, it's, there's affairs, but, you know, they like that kind of drama. They so like you're liking affairs. the new season of RHOC. Is that what you're saying? I, I like it. Look, I mean. You I, might, you might I like do. it more I, than I, I do. do. You, you might like it more than me. I do. I do. I actually, I don't hate it. I think Tamara back was a genius move. They absolutely needed her. Tamara fighting with Shannon. Is it anything new? No, but I think it is what fans want. I like it. Look, I mean, I think they needed the rat back, the Tamrat. I I agree. She's really good at the job. They need her. I mean, that really her riding the motorcycle on the entrance or is that like some no well double? i don't know but this, that, this is that we're stunt double, you want to know you want to know the two things and i don't know if this is a good sign or a bad sign that these are the two three things i took away from the first few episodes of rhoc one was that really tamra which i guess if i'm thinking about that that's not the greatest sign two and i mean no disrespect to miss simpson i mean no disrespect to miss simpson or miss kirschenheider But Emily Simpson just makes me so fucking happy that I have chosen in my life. It is a choice not to have fucking children. I can afford them. I can do just what Andy's doing and have a whole brood running around here. I don't want children. I don't want fucking children. And watching Miss Simpson, there's nothing against her kids or her husband or or her it's just these, this is the suburban, more than any other show. This one is just Emily. so suburban to me with her and Gina and these kids. And I'm just like, thank fucking God I don't have kids. Really, have kids, everyone. Thank fucking God I don't have children. Thank the Lord. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. It's like they are their your little mini me and they love you so much and so unconditionally. And 
you they would I don't need that. you into a fire. They they are so I don't need that. and they love you. Well I don't need that. I have yeah. myself. I have myself. I'm gonna follow myself into the fire. Oh, That's what makes I, me happy. All right. Well, I love I wish I want three more kids. And uh, I, I can I'm, out fast. I, I'm 41. Honey, I don't know. I gotta be Janet Jackson out here at 52. Can you somebody's eggs? Well, you have uh, what's his face, De Niro at eighty nine, where Amy Schumer is disgusted by all these old men having kids. She, that's what. What did she just say? She just well, slammed them she off. Should I mean I get her point because you know having your dad and having your dad healthy and playing baseball with you and taking you to the doll store or wherever is very important. But those guys live in a different world where they have set these women up. They're going to have trust funds and these oh, yeah. women are going to. When these two guys kick the bucket, they're going to move on to sexy 40-year-olds who hopefully are good stepfathers. And it's a different it's a different world. Is it fair to the child? I don't know. But I, I'm you know, available. Look at, look at Clint Eastwood. I mean, Clint's 90-something. I mean, he's seen all of his kids grow to at least adults. So Al Pacino, De Niro, they may live to be 98, 100. So they might, these kids may be 16, 17 years old before they croak. If anyone 90 years old or 80, whatever out there with that type of money wants to marry me and have a kid, then I would have a kid. And then whenever you pass, I too will take all your money and go on to some hot young thing. So I I'm available for that. So I'm all for that. And you know, I, you know, like I love that we have all these like things that we agree upon and then we disagree upon. But I personally love that Emily is a, you know, she's not on Ozempic in this season. I hope she isn't at all. I love that she doesn't look the stereotypical, you know, skinny, skinny, skinny thing with a bobbing head on it. I, I just think good for her for being a real woman and talking about real body image struggles and, you know, not at least so far. I don't know. There's rumors now that she's on Monjaro or Ozempic, but I'm just, I mean, I just, I just don't believe these people anymore when they're like, I quit drinking and turns out I lost 25 pounds. I'm like, I don't, I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. I'm just, and I'm the opposite of you. I'm just, I'm look, I think Tamra coming back is great. I'm just bored of it. I loved Bling Empire. I don't know why it was canceled. I love bad ratings. Well, I mean, like I love the filthy, filthy rich. I really personally am bored. I agree. I'm bored of Atlanta, the OC. I'm bored of these normal people who uh, are just living their lives. I really am bored of it. I, I, I I that's just me. Like, I don't, I truly don't care. That's honestly, that's me. I'm not criticizing it. I am excited for Beverly Hills. And then Jersey is so gangsta. (laughs) That also interests me. I am cautiously optimistic because New York is my city, even though I now have Los Angeles is my city too. I'm cautiously optimistic for the new one. I'm a little bored of the OC. I am personally bored. I do think bringing Tamara back. And then the only other thing I thought of was like, I, I like that they break the fourth wall and they're talking about, you stopped talking to me after I was fired. And that I like, cause that's, that's real. But Oh, I don't know. Um, we got to talk about Miss Kemsley and her lawsuit. Tell me, tell me what your thoughts are. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people have a lot of thoughts. So, so tell me, tell me. What are the people's thoughts that these are grifters? You know, this is, 
is this is brought up in all the news stories, I would say, about this in the bloggers. Now, they don't come out and say that Dorit and PK are having financial issues, but they start to bring up the past, which is one of the things, I guess, I, I don't guess, I know this is a news story, is that PK reportedly owed over $2 million to the Bellagio Casino in Vegas. And they got to get their money, honey. So I guess he's been working for years to pay off that debt. Now, that's just one, right? Over the years, we've heard of, I think, bankruptcies. And I got to go back and like look at all the things. But it's it's interesting because it's bringing up a lot of financial questions again, I guess, about these two. And this nurse alleges that back in the fall, Dorit had a procedure. This woman is a nurse that will come and stay with you when you're recovering some from surgery so you can stay privately in your house and yada yada and she'll monitor you a hundred dollars an hour 86 hours the woman was there so dorit owes her eighty six hundred dollars and will not pay so this woman's taking her to court uh i don't know does this signal something bigger or we shouldn't read into anything this is another one that's complicated for me you know okay first of all for years, I once went on a podcast and they said, who is the next, you know, Randall scandal way back in the day? And I said, I think Dory and PK, they have a house of cards. I don't understand their financials. And I feel like it's all going to come crashing down. Since then, see, here's the problem. I mean, we all know, I know Dorit, I've met her, but when we just recently went to Homeless, Not Toothless, and we were face-to-face -face with Miss Kemsley, she was lovely to Sarah Fraser, and she was lovely to David Yontev. She was lovely. Yeah, yeah, she was lovely. Great. So for all the people that think I'm a monster and calling Melissa all sorts of names, which I'll call her again if she pisses me off, I now, there is something, like, I mean, when I have a moment with you as a human being, I really... I mean, Dorit has won me over for the moment. It changes. I'm a flip-flopper. Remember that. So right now I feel Miss Kemsley was so lovely. So I don't want to sit up here and say all this. I look, nurses are a hundred dollars an hour. That is the going rate. Um, some are a little less, but especially in Beverly Hills, regardless of the bigger picture, look, I think again, like, I understand, like, Sutton has a lot of money to me, and Kyle and Mauricio have a lot of money, and people's definitions of a lot of money are different. Um, My definition might be a little different. You've called me out on this show when I said something like a million dollars, and that's, what the hell is that? I can't wipe my ass with that. You had a moment of schooling me. I don't know. Like, it wouldn't shock me if... There is a house of cards. That's all. Like Kyla Mauricio, the agency is a real thing. Forget about the damn buying Beverly Hills. It's a real thing with a gazillion offices and real agents. And Mauricio gets a portion of every fucking agent in every country, in every state, everywhere. Tyler Whitman from Million Dollar Listing opened the agency right here down the street in the Hamptons. I'll see him tonight at Almond. That is not the point. I understand where that comes. Like, I understand it. I don't really understand. I love Culture Club. I've seen Culture Club many times. I mean, they're not selling out Madison Square Garden. They're smaller venues. Boy George has very low funds. I don't really understand where all of their money comes from. It's not really up. So it wouldn't shock me. But regardless of that, I mean, why aren't you paying your bills if that's true? I mean, look, I don't think someone can get paid and still sue I mean, it takes one second. Is it in your bank account or not? 
And if it's not, then it sounds like you didn't get paid. It seems like a pretty open and shut case, right? Well, I mean, no, because we don't know that we don't know Dorit's side of it. You know, I we mean, don't. I, we don't know. We all we hear is this woman saying, well, I was there for 86 hours. Well, were True. you or True. were you or half the time you were on your damn phone out sitting by the pool, you know, when you were supposed to be taking my blood pressure? Yes. Um, yes. You know, I mean, what were you doing? You know, so I, you know, we haven't heard Dorit's side. Um, I I don't know. I never know people's financial situation. How many people in your life? I know so many in my life. How they afford their damn lifestyle, I don't know. Meanwhile, I'm like strapped to this fucking podcast microphone 24-7, you know, with the two of us trying to make a dollar. I mean, I don't know. You know, they, I have no idea what their financial situation is. I want to hear Dorit's side. Like I said, the news outlets that are carrying this at the bottom of every story, they're going, well, PK had XYZ. He might have in the past and now they have money. I don't know. I mean, maybe PK has royalties of some sorts to Culture Club and other acts. You know, um, there was also member last season of Beverly Hills, PK and Mauricio were going to do some business together. Maybe they're getting money and doing that. Is it um, that all these people live such? I don't understand how this has nothing to do with Dorit. Just how does every housewife get sued? It's not like private citizens don't like I'm not being sued. Like you're not, how do people just get sued multiple times? This has nothing to do with jury. We could go down any franchise. I just don't understand the concept of like you were sued multiple times for multiple different things. Why aren't you being sued? Why isn't every listener of this podcast being sued? I mean, maybe they are, but like, why aren't these people that are not on TV not being sued? I don't get it. Well, but people sue you once you're high profile. I mean, because even if like you and I and our a lot of our listeners are very, very smart, smart people, much smarter than I am. They know that just because you're famous does not mean you have money. But a lot of people watching these shows they think these people are very rich. And I mean, I don't know the scoop, but Dorit and PK at one point did own J-Lo's home, sold it, and now live in Encino. I mean, you don't know what someone's financial situation is unless you've got access to their bank account. But a lot of people think these people are very, very wealthy. And that's why they're getting sued. It's high profile. And, you know, you've seen this. We've seen it. Some may argue with the Chris about the Chrisleys, although I disagree. But a lot of times, you know, when you sue a celebrity, lots of times courts make an example of a celebrity. So if they've done something wrong, a lot of times they will get a harsher punishment because they are setting an example for other people of society. So I, you know, that's why they're getting sued. You know, people aren't going to sue us because they're not going to get the attention they want. And you can't get blood from a stone. You know, I mean, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, listen, I am, yeah. I, I am all for this. I don't want to be sued. I am so, all for this. That's why. Um, what else do you want to talk about? You know what I want to talk about? We More. almost, we almost made it through an entire show. I know we just recorded another show before this without mentioning anything scandal or Vanderpump Rules, but I just, this isn't really necessarily scandal, but I love how Lala shades Louise on watch what happens. And I am here with Kim and everyone who thinks I'm a tree hugger. I mean, I don't give Louise a free pass. Kim D and I say so much about Louise. I mean, I guess we're just so insignificant, but I love how Teresa has now blocked Lala because she 
kind of shaded Luis and said, where there's smoke, there's fire. And maybe he's not that upstanding the way Randall wasn't. And yet here, Kim D and I are that say much worse. I mean, we had a whole show about Patreon called Luis's strange um, reunion behavior. And yet, I mean, Teresa, knows. Teresa knows, trust me, Teresa knows what Kim and I are up to. I'm going to leave it at that. I don't oh. want to more details, but yet we're not blocked. So go Trey for not blocking us. But Wow, Lala is blocked by Teresa. That's a new one. Mm, well, um, that I one doesn't. No I have no idea why. Uh, I think because just of saying on, you know, watch what happens. Louis is, you know, where that. there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, she said it. And I think Teresa blocked her for putting Louis's name in her mouth. And she's like, fuck you. Probably. I mean, yeah. I was going to I was going to bring up VPR. Where are you at? And I actually finally read the excerpt, by the way, in um, Stassi's book. But Faith Stowers now has, I believe, $7,000 in donations to her $20,000 GoFundMe. And it ended up getting a lot of press after you and I talked about it. What did Stassi say? I didn't, I just, I was like, oh, I just don't care enough to read these words. So I skipped over it. And now we have Sarah Fraser, Boots on the Ground, who read it. So tell us, because I just couldn't do it. A couple of it's it's a couple pages. I believe it's like four pages. And she goes into the detail and she basically says that Faith hooked up with Jax. And this really started for her loyalty and friendship to Brittany. And she hated and she she's full disclosure in that she disliked Faith and she wanted to get Faith back. And she says that um, there was a surveillance video of somebody stealing items. I don't know of I don't know if they were items belonging to someone on Vanderpump Rules or if it was a completely different person. But she and Kristen Doty looked at the video and said that could be Faith. And they, they sure did. And they called the police, which was a huge mistake, she says in the book, and said, we think we know who this is. It's Faith Stowers. Well, of course, come to find out it was not Faith. And um, Stasi basically says that she had no intentions of it being racial, but she sees how, as Faith, as a Black woman, how that was so damaging and how, um, you know, to accuse somebody of that, especially a person of color, a woman of color, the, the differences that, that, you know, lots of times people of color are not given the benefit of the doubt that white people are. And she talks about in the book that she that they are both, both women are living different experiences. She realizes that's where her white privilege was and that faith, you know, is a black woman in America having an experience and she was wrong. So that's where it is in the book. Which is exactly what happened. Like we knew that already. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know how you can sue for that. But like, why, right. Like what is faith? Like, what does she want to sue for. That's I what I don't understand. I'm reading between she the lines. She doesn't want to be mentioned in the book. I mean, I don't know if you, I mean, you can't stop someone from mentioning you. I think she, okay, uh, my understanding is I think that part of this is Kristen Doty has personally apologized to Faith for the damage that she's done, but Stasi never has. And I think Faith feels like that story people wanted to hear. Stasi's side and Stasi profited off of a false story about faith and isn't faith entitled to 
compensation. I don't think so. Without overthinking it as a lawyer, it doesn't mean I also don't practice law anymore. This story has been trending all week long. A lot. Most people are on your side that they most people are saying two things can be true. What Stasi did was racist, but Faith does not have a legal case. That's that's like from what I read. I, yeah, I don't see a legal case. I mean, I've talked about my experiences here. I don't like this housewife. I don't like that housewife. You can talk about anything you want. So, I mean, Stasi is giving her. I mean, she doesn't even have to be nice to Faith. She could trash her in the book if she wants. I mean, if you say something that's like not true based in fact, that's another story, but she's not saying that. So I think Faith has no leg to stand on in this lawsuit at all. That's my honest opinion. I, you know, we'll see where it goes. I I kind of, I tend to agree with you. And, you know, she's not quite at $7,000 for this. And I think the problem is, you know, when you sue somebody, it just... She's trying to raise 20 grand, but you need so much money to go. Cause you know, these lawsuits are ongoing and, you know, I think it's going to take probably 50,000, 60,000 to sue Stassi really. Well, if it, and, yeah. And if it goes to court, that's 250,000 minimum. So when I tell you, nobody is suing us, not, I mean, knock on wood, but no one's going to sue us, please. Sarah. Oh. Um, yeah, no, thank you. What do you think of Kyle hanging out with Kathy and Kim, girl? I love it. I love it. I love to see those girls, those three together. Um, they're a they're a Hollywood duo. Uh, trio. Trio. Thank you. And what you're talking about is a video that Kyle just put up like moments ago on her Instagram. They were all doing karaoke. I don't know where or for what though, but they were together. I feel like he was celebrating some family. I mean, you don't see Kathy and Kyle speaking or hugging in it, but they are in very close proximity. So look, when Teresa says to Joe, I will never speak to you again. And Melissa's like, oh, this is the end. This is nice. Your sister's Joe's like, oh, this is lovely. And and Melissa laughs and says, she's never going to talk to you again. She's saying her goodbyes. I mean, that's real. Now, I we stand by what we said. They might have to film together for the money, but they already tried that years ago. Um, Two million is a lot of money. So I, I'm not saying Teresa will never film with Melissa again, despite what she might say. But that really is over. There's no relationship. It's not going to be salvaged. I do think Kathy and Kyle will salvage this. They've been through this many times before. It's not as deep-seated as the other. I mean, I love... I mean, you know what the problem with it is? What? You're not even fucking friends with Lisa Rinna anymore. Like, this has driven a wedge between you guys. It's how do you come back from that with Rinna? You don't. You don't speak. Of course, if Kim, if Kathy, if Rinna and Kyle ran into each other, they would have a drink. They would be cordial. They would catch up. But you're not in each other's lives. You're not friends. So I, you should have taken your sister's side. That's honestly how I feel in that situation. I do. I'm not saying I'm sure there's a gray line. Yeah, there's. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of history there, right? I mean, but you like, have a sibling. I was, are you the older one or are you the younger one? Does that matter? Uh, honey. Okay, 
Well, well, here's the thing. You're going to go Google and figure this out. You're already asking, where did Dory go to high school and who are you? (laughs) Mind your own business over there, Sarah Frazier. Do you want me to show you my tax return last year too? Uh, Do you want me to give you that? I do. I do. Oh, God. Um, Look, all I'm saying is, look, this is older sister, younger sister dynamics. And I bring that up because I'm older. My brother's younger. And the older sibling... I think a lot of times in families, you know, my brother, I think, would be more like Kyle. You know, the older sibling kind of dictates because they they just feel like they know what you should be doing, regardless of money, regardless of who you're married to. And Kathy, to me, has always kind of had a hold over those two sisters, Kim and Kyle. They lost their mother. There's a lot there. But and Kathy's very, 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 very rich. Kathy, you know, they help Mauricio. And once you work for your family, that's a controlling dynamic. There's a lot going on there. I love to see them back together. I think family, ultimately, it's if you don't have family, what do you have? It's great to see him trying to work things out. I'm sure there was a part of Kyle that was like loving that that Reno was sticking it to fucking Kathy um, and, and loving seeing Kathy be potentially questioned as an alleged homophobe, although we never saw any actual proof except for she said she said um you know there were probably part of kyle that and mauricio that loved to see her getting that but at the end of the day they're sisters and i think i think kyle made the right move at that time during the season and was trying to keep a friendship and ultimately your sister's gonna win and she did and hopefully they're back and having a ball i just want to see what happens with kim and kyle next season and if this talk makes it onto the show or if it's all edited out because the rumors are that they did this was brought up kathy was brought up with between kim and kyle while filming i don't know if that's going to be edited out or if it's going to make it into the show i could see it both ways like i could see it being one sentence right like we're not going to have a whole storyline of kathy hilton when she's not there we're not going to have a whole storyline of bots and rinna i mean we're not taking it there Maybe they'll make a reference to it once. Like, you know how they do? And then they just move on as if it's lighthearted. I have a feeling the whole Kathy thing with Kim and Kyle will be way edited down this next season when that experience happens. I can't wait. I can't wait, girl. I can't wait for Beverly Hills. And it's nothing personal. I just want to see shows about really rich people. That's what I want. You don't have to agree with me. That is what I want. I don't want to. Watch you know, Rena renting a, a boat that you and I could rent and uh, heading mm. out for a little San Diego or uh, at Huntington, wherever they're, you know. And by the way, beach door. that is probably why I love Heather Dubrow so much. I'm sorry. She's so she's rich. Also when they show and she's wheeling Terry into the elevator and you're looking around at the house you sold for 55 million. And yeah, I'm like all about watching Heather's life. I am because it's real. It's, I mean, it's real money. You know what I mean? No, I I, I don't want to watch Gina Casita. I agree with Kelly Dodd on the Gina. Like I don't understand how she got her her orange to begin with. No offense. I just don't get it. It's me. Sorry, Sarah. No, I understand. I think I don't know how you can watch RHOC and think it's so much better than RHOA. I put them in the same category this season. Oh, they're at the same. I I I haven't even watched RHOA. I I started to watch a couple episodes of RHOA. I couldn't even and I love me some Marlo. I love me Candy Burris. I mean, legends. I love me some Oof. She Shiray. But unless they bring back Kim, and we need to see Kim bankrupt and everything else and going for another big 
Papa and all that. I mean, it, I just nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares. And I stand by what I said. And people commented on your Instagram. Candy is there to promote her businesses. Candy don't care. She doesn't. She's not in it. She and Todd are about promoting their children. I don't blame them. I'd be doing the same thing. But nobody wants to see that shit anymore. Nobody cares. I love I love I love my candy so much. Like she's such a great businesswoman. Like I want to sit down with her. But I'm just saying, do I want to go to Lady Gang and eat? Yeah, but I don't I don't care anymore. I don't want to hear about the restaurant. I just don't. You know, you you want the old days when they were making music together and Candy was dating and this and that and you know. Listen, R H O N Y, R H O S L C and R H O P. Those three, please, oh. all three of them come back. Bring it. And and just be good. I mean, I really want Salt Lake to be good. I really want Potomac to be good. They're on the cast trip. Oh, and RHOM, they're on their cast trip too. I have a lot of inside information about the new season of RHOM. I'm not even, it's, I got it from a reliable source. We'll have to wait till it's a little bit out there for me to talk about. But I just hope that like, let's just start with New York because it's the soonest back. Please be good. I mean, I'm not a negative person, guys. I want this to be good. Please. All right. Ooh, Sarah, you and leaving you. You've worn I know. me out today. You've worn me, too. me out. I gotta take a nap. Go I have know. a snack. I... Throw your Ozempic in the garbage. Eat and enjoy yourself. Okay. And keep okay. your '90s realness rapper going, girl. Okay, love I'll it. Talk, I'll talk to you soon. Bye, gorgeous. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you guys. See you soon.